The following program was produced by Community Producer. The content, views, and opinions expressed are the sole responsibility of the Community Producer and do not reflect Malden Access Television, the City of Malden, or your cable provider. MATV welcomes your comments. Call us at 781-321-6400 or email us at access at matv.org. Hello, Malden again, and welcome to another edition of 02148, live from Studio B. I'm Jerry Leone, a host, and tonight we're joined by Counselor-at-Large Craig Spatafora and former Ward 6 Counselor Neil Kinnon. Welcome, Thank both you. of you. Thank you. Now, Neil has been a guest on before, and Craig, this is your first time. Yes. So for the people who don't know you that are just probably new to Malden or tuning in, if you want to give a brief history of your life in Malden. Sure. Um, I've been a lifelong resident. I've been a city councilor at large going on, uh, this is my sixth term, I believe. So this is my 13th year. Um, uh, like I said, I was born and uh, raised here. Went to more than Catholic, then went on to college, and then I have uh, three children. Uh, and I live in, the, the, you know, I live in uh, Elm Street, which is the western part of the city. Uh, and it's been a joy to be part of not only just raising a family here, but also the ability to be part of the city council and the leadership for the last, um, you know, 13 plus years. There's been a lot of changes, some good, some bad. Um, but it looks like we're, we're finally making some progress on some, some important issues. And there's still some other challenging issues out there that I think that will, uh, I don't think we'll solve, but I think we'll, we're going to have to come face to face with them in a pretty uh, short time frame. Okay, thank you. Uh, Neil, and for the people who didn't tune in when you were in, mm-hmm. Uh, the same, a brief description? Yeah, no, I'd just say that I was uh, Ward 6 Counselor, Maplewood, uh, for 10 years. I uh, served with Craig that whole time. I uh, would say that uh, that he and I sided uh, more often than not on uh, most issues. Uh, Craig is uh, one, of those, uh, one of those guys who uh, could work in between uh, to get things done, did a whole lot uh, in terms of getting things done because he could bring us together. He could bring us together. Uh, in, ma- in many cases, has a really good financial mind uh, and, and is balanced. He has, you know, as he said, uh, a family. And uh, so he sees all sides of the picture. All right. Well, I'm going to get I'll get right into it. Uh, apparently, one of the hot top issues in the city is marijuana. I know down the street uh, there was a meeting last night. Um, Craig? you want to fill people in on what happened and where we're going with this this whole marijuana issue i know people are for it some people are against it yeah it, w- it was uh, you know i think it's a tough topic uh, there's, there's definitely a lot of people who supported it and there's a, there's a lot of people on the other side there doesn't seem to be any people in the middle i would say uh it is an issue that i think uh um is definitely polarizing the, the communities and it's the state uh, one thing I've said from day one is, uh, unfortunately, it's probably something that was passed, you know, uh, the vote uh, passed. Uh, it was something we have to live with. Uh, we we are trying to build um, an ordinance right now. Uh, we did pass some zoning uh, rules and regulations, but right now it is uh, who is going to be the ultimate uh, committee who would actually uh, raise those uh, or approve those licenses. Uh we, we were originally thought, well, I shouldn't say we, the original thought process from a couple of councils, including myself, was to have the liquor board take on that, uh, simply because my argument's always been, um, the, the, you know, the, a lot of people have said, well, it's just like alcohol. And, and my argument is, okay, if it's just be like alcohol, we're going to treat it like alcohol, meaning we'll have a local committee, that, just like the, there's this liquor license at work here. There's a state ABC, so the state has a cannabis committee. Uh, it is taxed at the, the local level. We're going to tax it here. You know, is that an option part of the meals tax? People don't realize if you go into a restaurant and you have a prepared meal and you get an alcoholic beverage, it's part of the uh, the tax, and the city gets the benefit of that extra tax. And and there's a local liquor, uh, you know, fee that you have to pay for. We're going to we're gonna put that on. So with all that, 
we figured, or at least a couple councils said, we have a very strong liquor committee. Uh, I've been I've been lucky enough to go to a couple of those meetings, and what they have besides um, the knowledge how to vet um, uh, business owners is is the legacy knowledge. I mean, there are, there are two individuals on there that served. I think if you put them together, probably forty plus years. Um, and their knowledge and their skill set can, I believe, transfer right into the cannabis. Unfortunately, we found out yesterday um, they can't do it because of a state uh, rule. Uh, they can only work, work in the liquor committee. So what we're going to try to do now is put together a committee that's going to be made up of one individual from the liquor committee. So he'll, that person, uh, which I'm not going to say their name now, but that the, the, the committee, um, the liquor committee came and spoke to the council yesterday. Or the owners committee, and, and they've decided to have one person that they think would represent them pretty well uh, be on that committee. And then the other two individuals uh, said they would be more than willing to help with uh, procedures and, and policy, um, but they don't want to be part of it. One uh, was against it fully, and the other person just said we didn't. He didn't have the time. So, if we can have one person from the the other the other thought process, we have somebody from from the the board of health, another kind of. Um, easy, I think, thought process into that. And the third person, we haven't decided. We don't know if we're going to put a doctor in there or somebody that the council will have, you know, maybe maybe the mayor chooses them and have council committee. But having a, a separate body made up of maybe other individual people in the city to help um, vet that. We are still a long way to go, I think, in Malden. And one thing I've, I've said to the people who are very, ad- I mean, the people who want this are very advocate, uh, passionate. Um, you know, there's no other cities and towns around us except for Brookline that has actually passed um, a recreational one. And I think Brooklyn is very recent. They had medicinal. Um, they've been vetting that for a while, but, you know, Somerville and Medford and all the other ones around, they haven't passed it yet. Uh, and I'm not saying that we're, we're slowing down the process, but we, there's a lot of things we're just dotting the I's and crossing the T's to make sure that, A, uh, we're putting it in the right place. I, I've said all along, this is just like any other business in terms of, you know, I don't want to see a Dunkin' Donuts in every corner. And I don't mean to say that being a, a pun. Um, you know, parking and, and a drive through and have people in lines, that has an impact on all the neighborhoods. And this business, because of, of being new and the unknown and what they sell, is going to have an impact. I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's going to be bad. But we got to make sure wherever they go, uh, and right now it looks like there's going to be a maximum of four allowed. Doesn't mean you'll, you'll get four. Uh, but based on the way the state says, based on our liquor licenses, there's a possibility of four. Uh, I think what the council wants to do is get one up and running uh, and then vet it out that way. So I, I don't think we're, I don't want to say I don't think we're far off, but I, I think there's some, the, the important things are what we're working on right now is fees, committee, and process. I know I talked a lot for that. But. Oh, well, that was great, Neil. Any insight uh, on? Yeah, no, I'm one of the 46% of the people who voted against it in this city. Uh, I'm in a ward uh, precinct like you uh, that did not vote in the majority for it. You know, it was under 50% uh, between the blanks and the against. Uh, Ward 2, one of their precincts voted flat out against it. Uh, There were a number of precincts that voted, you know, uh, didn't reach the majority. Uh, My contention was two things. Uh, First thing uh, was the question was broad-based. It was not about your community. It was about do you want it legalized in the state? That's an entirely different question than uh, do you want it you know, in, in your backyard. Uh, and, and that's where, you know, I do take exception with the council uh, because I think the council should have put it out to the, uh, put it out to the people in Malden then uh, to take a vote on it uh, and see where, the, you know, those people who want it. And I'll do respect, Craig. Uh, the ward that uh, voted for it uh, in the highest numbers, in the highest percentage, was Ward 3. And, you know, not not... Uh, from a person with my philosophy, uh, not uh, not a surprise, uh, because it it tends to be the most liberal ward in the, in in the city, uh, and yet they won't be faced with it. It won't be in their backyard, and I would contend that if somebody said uh, we were to put the uh, a pot farm up on the hospital hill, that would, could be quite lucrative in terms of money for us. Uh, it would never happen because people people from Ward Three would go ballistic, and so for me, you know, that was the number one thing: is that hey, should have been more input from the actual citizens because it was taken during a presidential vote, and and that's that's when you have the highest turnout, the lowest information voters voting, 
uh, and a, a lot of people who don't have a real stake in the community and will be gone if they aren't already gone from the community because everybody who, you know, who can uh, generally does vote then, uh, all, all kinds of people in apartments that turn over every year or two. Uh, and I think it would have been a highly different vote in a municipal election. The number two thing, and Craig knows this, uh, is that, uh, you know, again, philosophy, uh, I do not believe uh, and that a state uh, should be making any laws which are in violation of the federal law. Our own ordinances, Section 1.2, states exactly that, says wherever there is, wherever there is a conflict between the state law and the federal law, this city, the city council, has taken an oath to follow the federal law. We actually voted on that back in 2012, 2013, on the medical marijuana and had it sent to the attorney general, attorney general Holder, asking him for his opinion, he never wrote back. What does that tell you? That tells you he knew, but the Obama administration just wanted to ignore it and wanted this to happen. Uh, but I won't say that Trump's doing any better because they've ignored it as well. Uh, but again, marijuana is not that big of a deal. For me, it's the other things that are a big deal. When you have a state like California saying we're a sanctuary state and is writing their own immigration laws essentially because of that, we have great problems coming at us. That, that issue was decided in terms of states' rights in 1865. And we are headed in the wrong direction, from my perspective, when states violate federal law. So it's, you know, that was my biggest issue. And clearly I don't want it near my home. So, so I would expect others not to want it near their home. Uh, the thing that I've, you know, maybe Craig can answer this, is I've recently heard that the 75-foot limit is something that this board can waive. Now, that I find, if that's true, to be just incredibly uh, discriminatory to those people who live near those zones, because now it's they move, somebody buys, uh, wants to put one near your home, there's this buffer zone, they go before the board, it's going to be you and a couple neighbors against, you know, the radicals who, who, you know, if you go to many meetings, they always get out and they'll be saying, wave that, wave that 75 feet. And, and that's like stomping on, on the minority, right, and their property rights. Because anybody who thinks that they want that abutting their property will quickly find out that it would have an impact on their ability to sell it. So, Yeah. So what I would say, Jerry, too, is, you know, so there's a, the way it works is there's zoning that would – because we had to create a zoning uh, within the ordinance because other would just fall into retail sales. And nobody wanted that. Well, the majority of the council didn't want that. So this gives us the ability – and again, I, I don't say it being funny, but it was the same thing we did with Dugga Donuts – you know, up until 15 years ago, there was never drive-through zoning because it, was, it wasn't around. Right. And then when you started putting these drive-throughs in certain areas, people were like, well, time out here. And it fell under this generality of retail sales. And we've carved things out, you know, medical offices, we've got warehouses. We've we sliced and diced as the economy has changed in these, these uses. But so you have to go before the zoning. So there's a special permit. There'll be a hearing for that. The council will have a say in, 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 in the actual licensing. The state will have a say in this cannabis committee, which whatever we're going to, I don't know what we're going to call it, made up of the board health will have a say. So there's going to be a lot of a lot of hurdles, right? And I think this, to, to council, the past council Kinnon's, uh, uh point is when you go to that special permit, that's when the neighborhood's going to come in. So I think certain neighborhoods, depending where it is, if it's if it's in a more residential, and they come up and they say they're well against it, they, they could be a challenge. If they go somewhere where it's a little bit more industrial, a little bit more commercial, they might have a shot. The way I look at it is, it's just like any other business. They should have the parking requirements. They should have the security requirements. It is a high-cash business, as Council Kennan certainly knows. Uh, I've done a lot of research. There's a lot of robberies, so security was paramount for me. Uh, we put some of that in the ordinance. Um, hopefully, you know, nothing happens, but we have to prepare for the worst. Uh, but we spent a lot of time on retail. You know, there is the opportunity from a business standpoint of, of manufacturing, uh, medicinal, cultivating, uh, research and development. And, and retail is great, but I would like to have 
the ability we, we you know the state came in a couple of years ago and did a, did a research uh, project on uh, cor- corporation way right uh, and wanted to do that as a as a light manufacturing uh, area and they would come in there and give them some uh, tiffs which is uh, tax uh, increment uh, financing and give them the ability to do some um, lowering of taxes on the state level as well as if if the city went in there and we've done it a couple times. It doesn't always work because, you know, the Amazon thing, you start reading about that. But my point is we've been spending so much time as a community and a city on, on the retail side. I think we should be looking at the manufacturing side, the cultivating side, because that brings jobs, right? I mean, there, there is there you know, there are some benefits from a medical standpoint to, to using it in certain forms and formats. But if we could if we can get jobs uh, part of that, I, I would love to see something like that because, you know, manufacturing in the city of Marlin is, is all but non-existent. Um, and for me, that would be a great thing to bring in here because I think it's high tech or any any type of manufacturer. I just I just feel like we've been and I don't want to say wasting. We're spending a lot of time just on retail, but there's a much bigger component there um, that I think we should be able to harness our, our future there. Because other cities and towns that might not want the retail, they're looking at that. To to, to console Kenneth's point, like you go up you go up to the you know Topsfield and Ipswich in that area, they want to build farms in there. They want to build indoor farms because they know. Uh, listen, corn and all the other stuff they're growing right now, it's great, but they know there's, there's some high-tech jobs there. Uh, there's, there's, you know, all types of research and development. There's, there's universities up that way. So um, I think we should look at the entire picture when we talk about marijuana. It's not just one aspect. Yeah, and I, and I, don't, I don't disagree with, uh, with what he just said. Uh, not opposed in, you know, on Commercial Street, for instance, if they put a factory down there. I much prefer that, a factory down there. What what is still troubling on all of this is the fact that because it is against the federal law, uh, the states, the the banks, uh, you know, don't take the money. Yeah. So so particularly in the retail environment, in in a factory it's different, but in the retail environment, uh, in the places where it's been legalized, they've had real serious serious crime problems where gangs from the East Coast. Fly out to the West Coast, you know, drive trucks right through the window, come in. They'll shoot anybody they have to. They've shot off-duty police officers, killed them. Uh, you know, if I, was, if I was a police officer and they wanted me to do a detail at one of these places, until they get the right to put the money in the bank, I wouldn't take the detail. Just wouldn't do it. Because the risks, you know, the, uh, is f- 50% of those retail shops open. Fifty percent are robbed. Fifty percent. That is it. That is gigantic. Yeah, they have, they have way more cash. More cash. cash. The average bank has eight, seven, eight thousand dollars. One of these places, usually about fifty thousand. Some up to three hundred thousand dollars. So that's a problem for the people who go to the store. That's a problem for the people who guard the store, that work for the store, and the neighbors who live in the neighborhood. Because for that kind of money. You know, it's better than a bank and easier than a bank. So, all right, that, that was a lot of good uh, information. Another um, hot topic issue in the city is actually in, in your ward, the the hospital site. This is a battle where we have one side that wants development, another side that wants to keep conservation. Is there, is there a way to merge? You know, or find a compromise, or how? What's the latest on on this issue? Well, I think the latest is there is no latest. Um, you know, there is definitely again a polarizing issue. It's been it's been a topic. It's actually I think my third vote as a city council when I was elected to put the um, New England Baptist Hospital bought that. Uh, I believe it was a hospital. Um, they they were under uh, uh, Mayor Howard. They purchased a property from the from the hospital. Uh, they had a deal. Uh, they had to sell so many units like any other kind of real estate condo deal. Uh, similar to the economy, it was a very right now it's a very hot economy, and they had a assisted they had assisted living, then they had a I believe what they call it, like a memory memory unit, uh, mm. and then they had some some cottages that they were they were hoping to have this the, you know I don't want to say three or four stages of life we could go there uh, over sixty live in one of these cottages, and then as unfortunately your health and men, uh, memory deteriorates you would move along the path so essentially you would never leave that unit and they get to keep the money I mean that's the business plan. Yeah, that is the business plan. So I'm so, 
Um, it was a good plan. It was a good plan. It was a good plan. It wasn't. It, it was. It was. You know, the neighbors were concerned at that time too. It was the same issues Slow now. Low impact though. It, yeah, but it was the same issues. It was. Yeah. It was parking. It was. It was. You know, the use um, more now because of the use. Uh, but parking has always been an issue up there. And listen, I raise my hand and say the same thing. That is, I mean, they're small roads. Uh, that fell through because the economy fell through. And then, you know, we look back now, 13 years later, that place is a fire trap and a death trap. And I was one of the councils. I'll be the first person to raise my hand. Um, we try to sue the hospital to take down that building. Uh, we lost, unfortunately. So now we're at the point now where I think, um, you know, my original, and I've tried everything. I mean, I've told this publicly. Well, tried. Well, 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 hold on before you answer, because we might have to talk afterward. Yep. Uh, but I believe there's a way uh, to get that done up there for the city to buy it, like the citizens, 71% of the citizens voted for. Uh, uh, there is a way to do it, to buy it, uh, and to have it be uh, low impact, uh, no housing, uh, and... People just have to, uh, they have to be creative in the financing. Uh, there's a way to do it without uh, costing the city uh, really anything. Uh, and, and very soon information will come out which will make it crystal clear that we should not build another apartment building in this city until that state education aid f formula changes. And as Craig and I both know the likelihood of that Not gonna happen. is slim to none because it doesn't behoove those in the suburbs who are the majority to have a vote for that. Uh, so, you know, given that and given, uh, uh, given the fact that the formula penalizes you for building these apartments we're building, uh, at the end of the day, uh, unless we're willing to give away uh, variances and all that to the hospital, right? They sit on 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 residential A property up there. Yep, it's residential A. And, and it makes no sense for them. It'll cost them a fortune, you know, relative to take down the building and then convert it into res residential A lots with all, with all the piping and everything. So if the council holds strong... Uh, with the mayor and does not give it away, there, there is a path to buy it. Uh, it will, you know, and anybody who's out there from Felsmere Heights Group, you want to talk to me? Give me a call because I have a plan, and the plan he always has a plan, <laughs> and the plan will work, uh, and it will not cost the the taxpayers in the city one additional dime. I will add this: that the CPA. Passed, fifty-two percent to forty-eight percent, or something like that, uh, and and the city that was the same time as the vote for the moratorium, and that was the same time where seventy-one percent of the citizens voted to save the hospital property, you know, to put it aside for the city, and and, and so if seventy-one percent voted for that, there's no question, but that those votes put that over the top, and once again, and I will give the uh, residents of uh, Ward 3 credit, right? By far, they overwhelmingly voted for that, right? And yeah, they're the they biggest turn, turnout. Yep. They want something to happen. So I would ask the council of this, how much would be fair? How much would be fair to take, I have a number in my head, how much would be fair to take from the CPA fund in order to be part of a package, financial package, to buy the hospital and take down the building. I, I, would, I wouldn't even want to guess that. I, I would just say this, Neil. I would say, from my perspective, mm. uh, the challenge up there has been, and, and, and I'm sure he has some great ideas. So from, from my end, you know, I, being seeing what's going on up there is, um, the first thing is, you know, I brought, I brought, there was a school interested looking at purchase a long time ago. I try to get more on the Catholic to look at it. Uh, so we went through the gamut of ideas. Single family, like Neil said, is not is not a reality for them. It's just it's a, it would be millions of dollars in loss. Um, what I would like to see happen, in all fairness to, to the, the the friends of to, the, to, to Pine Hills, and I, I've told this to the friends of the hospital, there should be a vote taken by the ordinance committee or the council on that property, shooting them down. 
The reason why I say that because I think there's enough votes in the council right now. Well, I know there is, not to go any further. Um, they've gone before, meaning the, 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 the hospital's gone before to subdivide twice. You mean the housing group? No. Felsmere Housing Group? No. I'm talk- well, I'm f- well, two things. One is I think, I think the, the plan that's never made it to ordinance to get a vote. We've never brought that plan to ordinance. It shouldn't go to ordinance. Well, it should be voted Seventy one percent of the people said no. No, I know, but no. but any so, other so, so so. But Neil, hold on. Any other any other development, regardless of what it was, would have got to ordinance at this point and probably shot down. And then they're gone. They're gone. Yeah, I mean, I think the problem is we just we've well, kept it in the back burner well, so but, long. But why would you even leave it to the planning board? The planning board is an unelected. No, it's going to go. It's going to go to city council. The city council should vote for it. Yeah, vote it down. Vote, vote either way. That's what I'm saying. Right? Put your, Correct. Put your necks on, on, Correct. on the Correct. That's guillotine. what I'm saying, yes. Because, Not the planning board. Us. Yeah, because when what, what's going to come out. Correct. Comes out in terms of what housing does to us. You know, we got $6,000 more in state educational aid this year. We've gotten 0.8% increase over the last five years on state educational aid. This is Malden, 65% high needs, yep. right? Yep. Our population's not shrinking. It's not shrinking. Apartments have gone up. Population in apartments, unlike what MAPC says, you know, they say, oh, it'll go down below two. You have the report, not my report, the uh, Community Opportunities Group. Our apartment population went from 2.08 to 2.42. That's a 16% rise in 15 years. That's why 40B is that, going to be a challenge. That is scary. That's 40B is not a challenge. Because of the density issue. Because of the density Correct. issue. And here's what's very telling about this. You don't have the information. I do. Right? I'm, I'm the king of four years now. <laughs> now, you, as a council, voted in December. December of 2017 for MAPC to calculate the 1.5% to see what happened. Yep. That data existed in our GIC system since last year. It's in there, state certified. All it takes is download and send it over. They did not ask for that, did not ask for it until October because they don't want to calculate it, because they know the reality. I've done the numbers. They've had the numbers since last minimum, November, because it was shipped over from the MRA who told me three years ago, oh, my God, this is really good. If our GIC system is right, and what's in the assessor's database from it's that? Pretty, it's pretty accurate to it, the point. It's sta- it is. It is accurate. It's been state certified. Yeah. There's a case down in Norwood, and Norwood went in and tried to do the 1.5%. Now, think about Norwood, 10 square miles. Yeah, huge. Right? They missed it. But they were 1.475, Norwood. What people don't understand, and the new regulations spell it all out, but in Norwood, they included the roads. The roads can never be built on. So that gets stripped out. You strip out the roads in Malden, we're so far over, it's not even funny. And that's the law. MAPC does not want to give you that information and hasn't done a damn thing on it. Since last December. Why? That should have been the first thing they stepped forward on. No different than how they handled the 2007 survey. I ask you as a counselor to go back and look at the 2007 survey, then read the vision. In the 2007 survey, the people out there said, stop with the apartments, get on to commercial, right? They told us. They gave us direction. MAPC brushed it aside and wrote, wrote a plan, the 2000, 2010 uh, um, master plan. They wrote it. It was approved by the planning board, came to the council, and you were on the council. Yep. And you and I both voted against it. Yep, I don't know. We said, no, this does not match what the people said. And you're trying to pull a fast one with this density, right? It was the most, second most dense, this squares and centers plan, right, where they wanted us to build a Maplewood Square and Judson Square and Highland Ave, all, all high-rises in those squares. And the council at that time said, wait a second, we're not having any of this. And it, you just threw out what the people, your survey, they did the survey. Yeah, I, I would, said I mean, the same I would say thing. that's yeah. the number one issue right now. Yes. Yeah. Is, is density and then, and then underneath density, just, you know, it's, it's all related to the hospital. When you get the density issue, 
The next thing is going to be, you know, roads, general maintenance and infrastructure, and then it's parking. I mean, that's those are the, the things that everybody calls about. I mean, you know, knock on wood, crime has been pretty low, right? It's a good economy that has an impact on it. But every day, um, you know, there's some people that tell me, yeah, they want a more affordable housing. But the challenge is, is I, even as a council, and I know Council Kinney was there, it, it was hard for me to even vote for the, for the, the City Hall project. Uh, not because I didn't think it was a good project. It was just more apartments. And, and you know, and I've been telling, I'm, I'm not a fan of it. Uh, but the only way to do what we did to build a new city hall and a new police station was to, to, to allow that to happen. Because other than that, the numbers coming I in. I think it's the only thing you and I voted on in the time yeah. we were together on the council that, that said we voted for that H dip. Yes. And we did it to get a new city hall. And a police, and a police station. station. Yeah, because originally the numbers came in, and the, and the mayor knows this, and the mayor, it was $50 million to build a new police station yeah. and a new city hall. Right. $50 million. And, you know, there was some thoughts of maybe going into debt that way, but we quickly realized there was not something we could do. And, you know, I have to give credit where credit due. It started with the, the you know, the Patrick administration, Deval Patrick on his way out. Uh, I think it was his last year or second last year. He gave us some money for that. And then the bank administration took yeah, it yeah. on and they continued going forward. We and, got more. <laughs> you know, yeah, the mayor's office and, and Ron Hogan, who's who's been unbelievable up there, has been put, you know, every time we've been asking, to be quite honest, we've gotten a lot of money out of them. Uh, but not, not now. That's not to say it's free money because we're, we're building denser projects near rapid transit areas. So th it's not free money uh, and it has an impact on the community. But I think for me, it was a twofold. One is we were allowed to build two new municipal uh, properties we had to do. The other thing, too, is we had we, we, we did two things, I think, transfer. If we didn't do what we did down the square, uh, at the end of this road, I think the square was in much trouble. Oh, it, yeah. it was landlocked. And the other thing is, as Councilor Kennedy knows, by building that police station there, we transform that block and that to me is it's like playing monopoly we bought we got we landed in park place and now we're starting to see the pieces go in there you have you know frisco's across the street yeah you have the domino place across the street even though they were being built uh, at the same time th there's more traffic down there there's more light and our boy got the police more, station you got the police not only did you get the police station though you, yeah, you, you, you got, you're on the bike path yeah, uh, right you, you got rid of a, an eyesore you got rid of a chemical problem right, too it was, absolutely. It was, it was the, there was a lot more the na for the neighbor, oh, neighbors it was, it was a disaster that's with not the done. Own, there's yeah. no doubt in my mind that's yeah. not done I mean you have the area there you have the gas station across the street. You have the ironworks. Not that I'm saying they're going anywhere, but I think that's increased the value of their property. No and question. It, and at one point, they're going to say, hey, I can sell this, right? Maybe put a retail component here, and I can move up to a more rural area and do what I have to do. And, and, that, and that's the nature of the that's, – that's redevelopment 101. Right. So, so basically, Malden needs to move to the to the commercial then less. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's that, that, that's – yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely. The, the, there's no question about that, and and the uh, the uh, it's going to become more and more evident and daunting uh, that the citizens, the citizens, in that survey, and what they told us in the moratorium were ahead of their politicians. Well, ahead well, of their politicians. Well, what gets to me is, as you know, when I was on the school committee for four years, one of the biggest complaints we got from parents were classroom sizes, and it always got to me these. Parents want to complain about that, which it's it's a legit complaint because the classrooms are, are crowded. They seem to vote for people who support more development in terms of well, apartments. It, you, and, you know, and, and this it, is no, it, the, you know, we have uh, school committee members uh, who are on the city council right now uh, that are all pro development. Vote, you know, two who voted for the you know continue to have apartments developed over six stories. Explain that to me. And I really want to hear him explain it in, in a few weeks uh, when it becomes more and more evident that financially it is a disaster for us. But if you can't figure it out from us getting, you know, $7,000 increase in state educational aid this year and Winchester getting almost a million and they build nothing and we've built all these units. And, again, the ones we're putting up right now, uh, this H-dip, you know, we, ha we couldn't rule out it. You can't just spot zone, right? So we had to make a zone. That's how the Masonic building got done. But I'm pretty proud of what we did there, too. Sure. And, you know, we, we saved the facade. We downsized the amount of units. It's, what, 69 units. When you think about what's around it and the units that have gone up around it, that, that builds character and keeps the character in the square. 
Granted, both Craig and I struggled with the size of the city hall, but getting a new city hall, it was going to cost so much to do it, and it had to be done. We had mold in the old building, leaks going everywhere, just to just to repair the old city hall. Could have done it, right? It, it, that was they were talking fifteen million dollars to do that, and you know the utility costs there were five to five to eight hundred thousand dollars a year. So that's going to pay a big portion the utility of savings the of the debt, which is only going to be somewhere around fifteen million dollars, which is just a score for us as a community to build a new city hall and a police station, and. What I didn't say is in that 2007 survey and in this survey, one of the number one things that come back as comments, get City Hall off of Pleasant Street. It should have never been put there. 2007, go back and look at the survey from the people. Move City Hall. Yeah, get I, it off. I mean, I sit in the City Hall uh, committee with a couple of the councils, too, and, you know, I, I will tell you this. Um, it's a game changer. It's gonna it's gonna change the the down the 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 the, uh, the square. Uh, there's there's gonna be a retail component that we push for. There's plenty of parking. This development. Uh, hopefully, we get some light. I mean, it's de- the square has definitely changed. Even my 12 years now, there's a lot more restaurants. But now there's gonna be more reasons to come down here. But more importantly, we're not building a temple. We're not building a shrine. We're not building a church. And right. I don't mean to say that in a religious way, but you got to think, it's 2018. The way people do government and the way people interact are going to change, and it's already changed the last five years. For us to even consider keeping City Hall the same size it was, forget all the, the yeah, money reasons. Yeah, it's less reasons. than half the size. It, people don't want to come to City Hall anymore, right? And if they do, they want to do it in a more civic way, maybe come to a couple meetings, but they want to pay their bills online. So why would we build or maintain this monstrosity uh, just because of the cost? We built what I think is an effective office building. Uh, we're not spending a lot of money on uh, interior. We're doing everything new, but we're building it in a way that's maintainable, meaning we're going to put tile in, some that's that's going to be durable. I mean, you know, Neil uh, works with a lot of buildings. He has um, experience with a school. you got to build them so you maintain them. That's the most important part. So we're doing it that way. We're building all new office furniture. It's going to be a good environment for, the, for that. But uh, I think this is going to change the square. And, and what I, I think the focus has got to be, and, and you hit, hit the nail on the head when you said corporations, is – you know, we, we, we can bury our heads in the sand all we want, right? We, we talked about residential. We've been talking about most of the show. I think at this point we should just put that in the back burner and stop it. I think it should be we, we, we have a casino going down the street. They're going to need some ancillary support in terms of uh, yep. just all that, uh, you know, equipment. We, we're on the train. Uh, we are not that far from Cambridge. We're not that far from Somerville. We're not that far from Boston. The reason why I say that is because Boston now is spilled over those communities. You g- drive through Cambridge. You know what they're building? They are building biotech and all types of jobs. Yeah, there's housing, and housing's ex- crazy expensive. That's going to spill over. And it's already started to come to some of them. You see what they did in, you know, when they did over Assembly Square. They they put they're putting some some retail there. They try to they try to build some areas. And I think we have a perfect zone that that commercial space area. I would rezone that entire thing. Yeah, you want to put a hotel there? I would allow a hotel. But other than that, I would want to see light manufacturing, yep. give some tax incentives, bring some uh, some young blood in from the MIT. I mean, we're so close. If we don't open our arms and accept, I mean, Method's doing it with Tufts, right? They're building the green line there. They're going to be getting that, right? Uh, the days of building stuff is not necessarily using big buildings. It's it's technology. And I think we have the space. We have the infrastructure down there. We have the proximity. We're on a river we should really focus our attention. And we're so close. We're so close. The proximity. To Boston. Boston. We'd be foolish. We would be absolutely foolish not to do it. But what we don't need to do is overdevelop ourselves with housing and people. And the message has been sent, again, by the people uh, on this. And and so the focus, you know, what are the focuses that have to do? The people said focus on open space. It was like the number one and number two thing, open space after after traffic, right? Yep. Open space. So there should be focus on open space. Well, there's one big piece of property left in the city of Malden, perfect for open space for somebody with a plan. Number two, now I, I've said, you know, said this for years, is, you know, schools and all this are great. But your infrastructure... Your infrastructure is what's going to attract uh, attract good people to move to your community, right? We have we have safety as a council. You know, when I first got on, and you first got on, we had some problems. Yep. We really shot the crime. You know, we focused on it. 
We had spent meetings money. after spent money, spent money on technology, spent you know, and we shot it down. If we continue to go up in population, you can't expect the police department, which is already you know at the same level as when we were fifty three thousand people. You can't expect us to go to seventy two thousand and maintain the same level of force. Same so, thing with the fire yeah. department. Same thing with the fire department. Absolutely. You know, medical and, aid and all that stuff. And, and then you, bringing more kids into the schools with no more money. DPW. I mean, we know that they're going to GPW. They don't even have. They're probably yeah. a third now. But the other thing about corporations, I think it's, it's important to note, I know the average consumer knows this, yeah. is they pay a higher tax rate per right. thousand. 55% more. Right? And they also pay a higher water rate. So that's not necessarily good news for somebody who owns a corporation, but the same yeah. token, that's normal in America, right? Right. So if you bring in a couple in, you know, industry, I'm not saying you bring in Amazon, but you bring in some manufacturing, they help keep your local resident and water tech bills down. Right. I mean, you, you don't have to look that far. You look at a town like Saugus, right? And it throws off cash. It throws off, exactly. There's no kids. There's very few police calls. It's net-net. Right. It's net-net. Yeah. But you look at a town like, like, like Saugus, the reason why everybody moves yeah. there is... They, they love the fact that their tax is so low because they have Route 1. And all that money from Route 1 helps them. You know, it's a nice town. I'm not knocking it. But the reason why it's a big draw is the close proximity to, to, to Boston. They, they have all that infrastructure there. And, and they, now they have, they have that, that tax base. Do I think we can get there? I think we absolutely can. Because I think Neil and I said it twice is we're too close to Boston not to get it. Now, are we going to get it first? No. Are we going to get the Googles? No. Are we, but can we get the next one? Because at one point, Somerville, Cambridge, and Method becomes too expensive, and they have to look here. And I think there's a way we can lure them here. And there's yeah, still some- Yeah, I was, I was in a company today uh, over on Boylston Street, overlooks, uh, they're in the high rise, overlooks uh, the Charles. And you'd never know the name, you know. They're growing rapidly, they're in artificial intelligence. And and they you know what they must be paying Ugh. in the office they're in and yet Boylston Street to you know and it was down past Copley to the you know downtown financial zone isn't that much further than the city of Malden to the financial district so so there you know we have a lot to offer if we don't mess it up or don't build on it to your point right. we don't put apartments there and patience is truly virtue because things will come around, you know, for you. The other thing you don't want to do, we have been very fortunate in how long the good times have lasted. Eight years, yep, nine years. We have made mistakes time and again in this city in allowing overdevelopment of apartments. And, and if everything's full when it goes down, we'll be much better off. If our vacancy, you know, if we're just putting buildings online, will be in trouble. And what ends up happening is then, then it brings in a whole different element because they'll do whatever they have to do to fill the apartments. And, and so, you know. It's happened before. It, it has. It's happened We've been before. through it. We've been through it numerous times. times. Yeah. You know, you know and, the, and the other thing is, you know, we have the river, right? We have the river. And besides commercial development, you also, I mean, the casino is there. There's the ability to bring in hotels. I believe there's the ability to bring in some restaurants there. There's the ability to bring in maybe a movie theater on that, that riverbank. So it's not just industrial. I think we can bring in some commercial that's, you know, retail aspect towards the consumer because, again, we're so close to Everett now, and Everett's, you know, they're building. Uh, there was a plan that um, it was supposed to be in Charlestown where the, where the Hood Milk is. Yeah. They wanted to put a 4,000-seat arena for concerts. And the reason why they wanted to put it there was because there's not n- inside the casino currently for that. So they figured, hey, we can we, we can we can feed off the back of the casino. We can have, you know, class A yeah. acts come to here. It's literally a 2-minute drive. Well, Charlestown and rightly so said, there's no room for traffic now. You got to put 4,000 people in this arena. They got shot down. I think they're putting housing in. Something like that on the Riverbanks of Malden. Right. Again, on Commercial Street. Right. I'm not talking in a neighborhood right. would be unbelievable. You have bus, you have busing range. You have the, you have the, you have between two train stations there. You have the ability to use water taxis now with that. So there's a lot of ideas. I mean, National Grid has hinted for a couple t- times that they they would consider redeveloping that area. Is that going to happen overnight? No. But to, to, to Neil's point is, we have to have a plan. We have to have patience and work on that. I mean, it, it, I, I think the casino is going to have some positive impact to us that we should be able to bank on as well too. I agree with that. And, you right. know, and and I and I think again. Don't rush to fill the spots that you might have with housing because it, it's, it's a loser. There's a loser. 
and the citizens don't want it. We're already crowded. And, and so this provides opportunity to throw off cash that will actually be able to go to the police, the fire, to the schools. And, and then we truly have to fix that infrastructure, as I was saying. And there is a way to do it. There is a financial way to do it. And I'm willing to talk to anybody about it. Won't share it all now. But there is a plan that could, could throw off 4 or $5 million a year without costing the taxpayers another, without costing the homeowners, right, and taxpayers, another dime. You know, Jerry, one thing I would say, and I, and I tell this every time I talk to somebody in the, in the city, it's very simple, and I know Neil knows this, and he's said it a bunch of times, is when I talk to a lot of people, whether it be at their kitchen table, whether it be at a soccer game, or whether it be just, you know, out and about, I just tell people it's really easy to figure out. You want to provide for everybody, right? You want to give the schools more money. You want to give the fire department more equipment and personnel. You want to give the police department the same thing. You want to give the DPW. You want technology to help run it. But at the end of the day, you can only raise your taxes 2.5%. Right, And in the last couple of years, we've been very lucky with health insurance, but last year we weren't. If your health insurance is going up 5% Absolutely. and you're only bringing in 2.5% in taxes, you're already 2% behind the eight ball. Then you have to put in all the raises, as you know, in the school department. I'm not knocking it. Everybody gets a raise. But you had the raises in there. You're always behind the eight ball. So something's either got to give or you need to bring more revenue in. You either bring revenues in from permits, fees, fines, or levies, or you grow your base. And if you grow your tax base... Neil's always said, okay, you put apartments there, you're really growing it. Some you're say shrinking you, it. you shrink it. You know? yeah, and here's, we've grown our base. We legitimately we've grown, grown our base, right? We've but grown it's one, the base. It's one hit. Right. It's one hit. Yeah, but we've grown our base. And at the same time, our state aid has only, not just schools, state aid has grown only a little bit, you know, altogether, a little bit over 1%. That's not keeping pace with the 2.5%. So we're losing. And that is because we've built apartments. I didn't fully understand this until we did the moratorium study. Honestly, the study tells us what we didn't know. And now we have, and, and, and I, we're probably running out of time, but this is important. MAPC with this inner core cities group have conned the inner core cities and said inner core cities you need to build 185,000 new units by 2030. Boston said they'd take, they'd take on uh, 69,000 of those. So that leaves 116,000 for the remaining 14, 15 communities. It's an average of 8,000 more units for places like Malden, Everett, Revere, and, and those in a core, and the, the, from, 2000, from 1990 to 2010, now they want us to build 116,000 for those in a core communities. From 1990 to 2010, 20 years, the in a core communities built 49,000 units. They now want us to build 116 in 12 years. And I think it's that is insanity. But I also think it's important to reference, again, what the public probably doesn't realize is, and you clearly do, the state could help us. Meaning that the tax <laughs> the tax rate, the tax rate is what screws everything up too. Because they're paying, an apartment building is not considered a business. It's a tax of residential. There is no yeah. apartment rate. You only have right. industrial, commercial, and residential. Yeah. And how many people are coming in here telling us they want to build homes? They, yeah, nobody. <laughs> yeah. Nobody. But the, but the average person who lives in the house is probably paying more per thousand than, than, than yeah. somebody who owns an apartment building. And I'm not knocking the apartment bills. They have a lobby group to do it. The state can come in and say, we're going to take this out of that category of residential, and we're going to tax you more. Is it going to, is it going to make up for the money? No. But, but, the, but the, that's why they want to build apartments, because they know, instead of building commercial, they're getting a better tax rate, they, they get, no, oh, it's, uh, and their cash flow is better. Right. There's the two best things to build. You listen to the two best things to build in, in the real estate world. Number one, can you guess? It's a hotel. You know yeah, why? Yeah. Yeah. You change your rates every day. You can. But the second best thing to build apartment. is an apartment. Right. That's why they want to do it. It's cash flow. Yeah, are there hiccups in the economy? It's, it's, not, it's, it's a look, business. It's a business. And, and I don't look down on the guys who want to do this. But this is where your government comes in and says, what's good for us? What's good for our people? It's got to be equitable. Right. And it's not. And so for us to continue down this path will only mean more kids in the classrooms, 
less money for the schools, less money for the fire department, less money for the police department. And, and don't believe me, just go by the, tw- the 25 years. From 1990 to 2015, we built 3,200 apartments, right? More than anybody around us. We should be, you know, rich in cash. We're poorer than we were in 1990. We have, since 1990, we have 30, 33 less firefighters. Since 1990, we haven't had one single position in the police department. Since 1990, we, we have lost half, or to your point, probably more, more. of the DPW. More. How can we fix our streets? So something's not right, and we have the data now, and we know why. And the people in the apartments are paying the money. It's not like they're not paying the money. I mean, I feel bad for them because they're paying all that money, too. They're luxury apartments. So I don't look at them as bad tenants. I just look like the state's got to come in and help the communities with, hey, fix the taxes, first of all. You're a commercial business. Now, the problem is it's going to hit them, right? Because they're going to probably raise their rent. Mm-hmm. That's what's. Well, pro- I mean, there's a bad. Well, yeah. Well, what about the money coming from the casino? Is that still that's a million bucks a year? Yeah, and that, and that, that's a, what does that go to? Is, general is, fund, and we've been using it to just to fix. I mean, the the last, you know, again, the last couple of years because of of the way the city has changed their insurance, mm-hmm. the employees are paying more. We have a younger force in terms yeah. of policemen, firemen, and teachers. You know, we've gone through. You know, it's the the baby boomers are starting to retire. Good for them bad for the you know for the you know they have a higher rate but for health insurance it's good because we have a younger uh, younger field out there right but we're self-insured most people think the city is is paying we we hire a company to come in and help us with the processing and making sure the bill payments and a cap and the the cap you know we put we put a you know a cap one exactly but you have one or two individuals in the city and we have and i could name them and i always make fun of them i mean they could literally you have two or three serious illnesses in the city at one time it it literally it's like getting a car accident three or four times in your, in your personal car. It raises it. It hits us because uh, the pool's smaller. We're self-insured. It just goes through the cap, and it raises that. So my point is the last couple of years, we've been very good because we've had a younger field, very healthy, good, good news. Last year was one of the biggest increases in the last two or three years, and we used some of the money to plug that. That's probably not going to last forever. And as it, Neil said, is you know, it's a nine-year bull market. Uh, I, I didn't get my MBA from Harvard, but I can tell you right now that I, I know it can't always keep on going up, right? I mean, that affects everything. Your local tax, it affects yeah. your jobs and everything. I mean, sales tax, meals tax, all that stuff is 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 already baked in for next year's budget. So that million dollars we've been using to, to patch some holes. And again, you got 2.5% we can go up every year. We go and buy a, you know, a fire truck, and I'm not saying in a bad way, it's a million dollars. We don't have a million dollars sitting in the budget every year. The fire department comes and says we need a new ladder truck. That million bucks we get from the casino one, yeah, we might go out, you know, we bond it. But the same token is, you'd be amazed what things cost. So that that million dollars is, yeah, would it be nice to stock it? It would be great, but uh, we just don't have. Which is the other thing that's not factored into building apartments at all, by the way, and the the state's not helping us out there either. We're not far from needing another K through eight school. So we either stop, we either stop. I'll go, I'll go to church and pray that people aren't going to have kids in these apartments, and we know that that's not and, true. And, and pray nothing closes. Right. That's the other thing. Right. And, but, uh, and, and so if we had to build another school, Craig, you know, there's yeah. no capacity to do it. We, you would be talking about blood in the streets. $50, $60 million? Yeah. Dollars. yeah. I mean, but the only way you could do that is commercial eventually, Co- to that point, commercial business. Corporate. Correct. You, you, you have to have commercial growth. You have to have commercial growth. That's why, again, yeah. I, I, I don't understand why some of the people in the city can't. It's can't baffling. <laughs> Look, I, I left. When I left, uh, we had just passed the three-story height limit and, uh, and, and just completely baffled how anybody could vote against the three-story. And I think it, you know, the six-story, and I think that's going to come back, but I think they're going to put in even more Unlike what MAPC wants, which is, you know, they talk about uh, auxiliary apartments. Uh, You know, if you read the comments, I've seen the comments, you haven't. (laughs) But the, I'll be posting them soon. But the comments from the uh, secret focus groups, uh, I've got them now. Uh, You'll see in there that there's some people promoting micro unit apartments, which is like an apartment that's 500 square feet. They, they, you're you're on your you're on your way to third worldism if if you're letting that happen. See, the challenge now is because construction cost technology. I mean, construction technology has gotten so good. 
I mean, Neil had it in his war with all the rocks. I mean, 20 years ago, you, you couldn't move the rocks and make money. Right. You can do it now. But I think more importantly, we, we did put a limit in the neighborhoods. Before, the focus was always in the square. You saw the, the, uh, the Carabettas came in and built the gardens. The focus was always around the square. What you're starting to see in the last three or four years is they're going into the neighborhoods and, and the developers are trying to build there. It, you know, it happened uh, near the bowling alley. They try to yep. put a unit in there. They try to put, you know, they um, I forget the name of the, the, the it was the, the Asian-based uh, medical center. They try to put a, store, a, a building on that. You know, I sat there with Council Crow and said right off the bat when they met, absolutely not. And they said, why are you against the medical facility? I said, no, I'm against the build. The fact that you stuck the medical facility <laughs> in a six-story building and had no parking. Right. You know? Um, so... The challenge, yeah, even in Everett, they, they, they're promoting. They're, they're building they without, pro- one with, without parking. Park, without parking, that's insanity. Without parking, and, and they can't insane. get parking stickers. They can't even try to get a parking sticker. <laughs> I know, but 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 you know what that's going to lead. Yeah, it's it's going to be a challenge, and, and that's the, you know it, it all comes down to that. I mean, I think so. The fear for me that I see is it's it's going out in the neighborhoods, and there's some there are some undeveloped areas, not undeveloped. There's some areas that are probably. Built in the '50s, there was some manufacturing. There's, you know, there's one we talked about earlier. I don't want to name that leases up, and it's, it's in a neighborhood. If if you see a developer coming in and want to put three or four stories of apartments, we would be in, we would be yeah. in dire straits. No commercial property, industrial property, should be allowed under any circumstance, any circumstance, to change to residential. It shouldn't happen. I mean, the school, the schools are, are getting to the point where I mean, Neil's right. I mean, that's the the next step is. We, we would have to build a school. And I don't know. You know, people say, oh, you sold a school. To me, the schools that we sold, they wouldn't go in there. Well, they, well let, there's more square footage today. Yeah. Today. Yep. Than there was when all those schools were open. That's a fact. Yeah. Yep. Secondly, when the schools were built, and you can go back and check this out in the, in the 90s, there was a group that was telling us, don't worry, the population is going to decrease. Yeah, they thought it was right? going to decrease. The, yep. it's, and you know who that group was, Craig? MAPC. It's a quote. MAPC. Just like they went before you in December and said, oh, there'll be less than two people in an apartment. Nonsense. They told us then, and maybe there was a reason to believe them at that time, right? But they said there'd be no more kids. And the former mayor, along with the people involved, said, well, we're going to build some excess space. We built 20% excess capacity in the schools. Unfortunately, we grew from 5,100 kids to 7,600 kids in this. Yeah, yeah. They built the schools and everybody came to just yeah. wanted their kids to go to the schools. That's what happened. So, so we, you know, we, built, we built all these and we, we grew by over 20%. I mean, Salem, right? I think it's packed. I think Salem, no, Wood, Salem Wood is full. Baby's full. Salem Wood. Salem Wood's almost full. Linden. Linden. Linden's full. The only one that's Forest really Dale, right? not is Forestdale, right? But that's the smallest one. We have very little space in the K through eights. So what do you do? Keep building apartments, and, and there's only one thing in the short term, right? And when, you, when you're talking about how long is it, I know how long it takes from the start to getting a building done is going to take three, three to four years. Three to four years, yep. Right? You've got a child who's in elementary school right now? And you allow us to continue doing this? Well, I, I hate to end the show like this, but we, we can go on for hours and hours. And i like to thank both guests. And I want to wish both of your families a very happy Thanksgiving. And you to too. Malden. Same, and, same and, to everybody. And is there there's something coming up, right? The holiday tree? Is it? Yeah, so the holiday parade, the, the, the holiday, the, the holiday uh, parade, which the mayor is throwing on this year. It's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And the Christmas tree and the, gets and the, lit. And the Christmas tree gets lit in the square. I, we actually went out and purchased a brand new Christmas tree this year, a real tree. For the square, uh, and then I'm doing the tree lighting ceremony at the. Uh, f- I, I I was able to secure some funding two years ago to to buy a 15 foot artificial tree that we put down the Fells Way. Uh, we're going to be lighting that uh, immediately following the square. So come down and uh, enjoy. We'll have a good time. Okay, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, See you next month. Thanks, Sherry. Thank you. We really could talk.